Hi, welcome to the Growth Mindset Gal podcast with your host, me, Allie Brooke. In this podcast, we'll be discussing self-care routines, mindset practices, and mindfulness habits. We'll combat the stigma around mental health in order to create a safe and open community for people to connect and not feel alone. Focus on your mindset rather than your situation. It's a game changer. Grow your mindset and look how far you'll go. Hi, guys, and welcome back to the Growth Mindset Gal podcast with your host, me, Allie Brooke. Happy Mindful Monday, everybody. I hope you all are having a wonderful start to your day so far. And remember, you have the choice of what kind of day you are going to have, what kind of week you are going to have. And that is super important to think about with our topic for this week. Now, before I get to the topic for this episode, again, like always, I want to say thank you guys so much for all the support you have been giving me, tagging me in your stories, DMing me and letting me know how much this podcast is mean to you and how it has helped you in some way. And again, that's all I want. And I love this as an outlet to help you guys. And it also helps me as well getting through um, some of those tough weeks. And this week was definitely one of those tough weeks that I'm going to be talking about. And basically getting the support from you know the friends and the community that I've built on my Instagram truly means a lot and really helps me keep going. So again, any episodes that you do like, let me know your favorites. Keep tagging me, keep DMing me, keep letting me know the different topics that really help you and I will keep going with that. What type of guests you would like to have um, on this podcast as well. So thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. I appreciate all the support. I am getting from you guys. So again, if you're not already doing this, please follow me on Instagram. That's my major hub. Um, Instagram, I'm at the Growth Mindset Gal. TikTok, I'm at Growth Mindset Gal. And Twitter is at Mindset Gal if you haven't already been following me. And again, I just want to let everyone know that Again, from all of the support I've been given, I want to give a nice shout out to um, a follower, a friend that's been really supporting um, my page this week and is also creating content that is wonderful. My shout out for this week is at Be Kind With Us. And I will put their Instagram in the show notes. And at Be Kind With Us is such a great Instagram profile, always making content to uplift people and help people get out of this circle of, you know, in spiral of doubt that we always find ourselves in when we have really tough weeks. I actually um, went on the profile for um, at Be Kind With Us. And some of the posts definitely really helped me get my mind straight, get me out of this negativity spiral. So that is why they are the wonderful shout out for this week. And last but not least, let's talk about some Arbonne. Um, again, I am an Arbonne consultant. It's a super wonderful, exciting opportunity that I want to share with you guys. I have been using Arbonne products for about three weeks now, so I'm really new to the game. And Arbonne has skincare, hair care, bath and body, nutrition products, one-stop shop. And I've been really kind of playing my hand at all the different products. And they have really been helping me so far with my gut health, with my energy, with my skin, with my hair. And I've definitely seen a huge change, just how I carry myself more with more energy, with more focus, with just having natural energy and not feeling as fatigued or as heavy when you have like all the toxins that are in your body. So if you're interested in any of those Arbonne products, hit me up or I could hit you up. Let me know. You can DM me and be like, hey, Allie, what are these Arbonne products? I will give you the full blown summary for it. And these products have helped me so much. And that's why I want to share it with you guys because I want to tell people, hey, these wonderful products have been helping me. I want them to help you as well. So if you're into any Arbonne self-care products, let me know. All right, you guys know what time it is. It is time for segment one, our doing well daily quote. And I have to admit, I've been kind of off my game with the doing well daily and journaling in general. My life's just been very hectic lately. I've been um, 
focusing on preparing my virtual tenure binder because it is my tenure year for my teaching career. So that's kind of where a lot of my focus has been going to. So unfortunately, my journaling has taken a back seat, but I definitely want to start to bring it back. So I did it this morning. And the quote for this morning from the Doing Well Daily Journal is, vibes are wise. Vibes are wise. And it's just so short, but so effective effective that when I was looking at this quote, I was doing my um, journal entry this morning. I was like, yes, honestly, guys, if it's not a heck yes, it's a heck no. At this point, we don't have time to deal with the negativity. We don't have time to do things that don't serve us in some way. Now I get that for work and obligations, you might have to do things you don't want to do. That's fine. But if there's negativity or someone that's toxic or there's a toxic environment in your life that's no longer serving you that you can switch out, do it. We don't have the time, the energy anymore to be dealing with things that don't serve us. So if you meet a person and you're getting really bad vibes, from that person. Thank you. Next. If you meet someone and their energy is just so electric, keep hanging out with them. Your inner circle should be uplifting. It should be high vibes. It should be giving you such motivation. And if it's not, start searching elsewhere. Now, that doesn't mean just leave your friends, but start expanding your inner circle as well. If, though, those friends are bringing you down, are toxic, are brooding negativity into your life, then it's time to have that conversation. But not only with relationships and friends and family, but also environments, habits, right? If the vibes are not good with the environment, with the habit, you have control of that. You have the control. So work with the vibes, the feelings that you're getting from different situations. Because in the grand scheme of things, we all give off energy. That's what we mean by vibes, right? Frequencies, energy. When you walk into a room, you can feel the vibes of, oh, this is going to be a great day. Or you walk into a room and you're like, oh, something is definitely wrong. Use that intuition. We all have that for a reason that when you go into a new situation or a new person and you feel a certain way, pay attention. That is your intuition trying to tell you, trying to guide you to the next steps in your life. We don't have time to deal with bad vibes. We don't have time to deal with negativity and self-doubt. No, no anymore. Do what serves you. If it's not a heck yes, it's a heck no. Do what's right for you. It is your life. Stop living it for other people. Start living it for yourself and what makes you happy. Because again, like I always say, where do you want to be when you're 90 years old on a rocking chair thinking about your life? Think about it and vibes are wise. All right, my friends, let's move on to segment number two. Segment number two is going to be me reading one of my blogs on medium.com. The link for all of my blogs is in my bio on Instagram. And it has to do with today's topic. And it is the title of today's episode. Do not wallow in your emotions, work through them. So here we go. Our feelings begin with a thought. That thought becomes an emotion. That emotion turns into action. As a passionate Gemini, my emotions can run the show some days. Many passionate people, like myself, feel deeply. In fact, we feel so deeply, we pretend to be emotionless. We put up this front that emotions are for the weak. Meanwhile, we hysterically cry in isolation. Throughout my life, I've been told that I'm either super happy or super mad. There's no in between. I used to take pride in that statement. I use it as a don't mess with me complex. As I grew older though, I realized letting my emotions control my actions and outlook on life was not healthy. In the past, when someone upset me, I would lash out. I would verbally destroy them in an outburst. I would then hold grudges for days. The reason I did this was to have control over how people treat me. If I lashed out when they upset me, 
they will not do it again. I wanted people to think I should never get on her bad side. However, that action made me unapproachable and people felt like they were walking on eggshells around me. I would wallow in anger, how dare someone mistreat me. I would use aggression as a shield of pain and vulnerability. I would waste days being angry at someone, even after they apologized because I liked the feeling. I wanted them to feel bad for hurting me. What good does that do? To work through anger, here's what I do. Number one, communicate my pain. You say, I feel angry about you canceling last minute because we had this plan for weeks. Have a conversation of understanding with that someone, right? Communicate your pain. Don't say, you did this to me, you make me feel, no, no, no. Don't put the blame on them because at the end of the day, we can control how we react to life. But if you say, hey, I felt this way when you did this, can we talk about it? That kind of opens up the other person being like not feeling the blame game. It opens up a conversation. Number two, journal my anger out of my body. Write for about five to 10 minutes about what made you angry and have the energy released from your body. This is also very similar to if you're angry at someone, write like an angry letter to them and then rip it up once you're done or throw it away and never show it to them. That way you release that anger that's inside you and then it makes you feel better. So that way you can get out of that emotion. Number three, I move my body. Either I work out, I go for a walk, or I ride my bike. Whenever I'm feeling stressed or anxious or angry at something, I always move my body and then it helps me to release that emotion. Pick your battles. Sometimes people are going to say and do silly things that are going to anger you. If it's not going to matter in five years, don't waste more than five minutes being angry about it. That's that five by five rule. If it's not going to matter in five years, don't spend more than five minutes being angry about it. People are going to do silly things all the time. Pick your battles. Is this worth creating a conflict over or is it just a blip in, in the grand scheme of things and we can move on? Number five, move forward. I can't express this enough. Do not stay mad, especially if that person apologized sincerely. People are going to make mistakes and hurt you unintentionally. Here's the thing with emotions. You need to communicate those emotions, talk through them, release them, and then move on because no one's perfect. Are you perfect? Think about it. How many times have you unintentionally upset someone and you want more than anything to just say sorry and then move on? You get mad at people when they hold grudges at you. Why do the same? I've realized I have high expectations of myself and other people. So when people fail those fake expectations, it angers me. I think I would never do that to them. How dare they do it to me? Here's the reality though. It's not people's responsibility to live up to your expectations. Say a little loud for the people in the back. It's not people's responsibility to live up to your expectations. If someone is truly meant to be in your inner circle, they never mean to actually hurt you. Explain your anger and go from there. If something or someone at your job frustrates you, there are a few options to work through that emotion. You can again, go talk to your coworkers. Or you can do what I mainly do, which I like to call work amnesia. If there was an incident at work that frustrated you in some way, leave that at work, right? If it's not going to matter tomorrow and it was just a little blip and someone made a mistake or someone said something that was just like out of line and things like that, work amnesia. If it's not going to matter in five years, don't spend five minutes worrying about it. Get that work amnesia on your way home, on your commute. Don't bring that energy home. I immediately forget my work day on my commute home. Your job is not your life. Do not bring your anger home and lash out at your family. Of course, if something is incredibly serious and it happened at work, notify your supervisor. But if it's your typical annoyance, here are some tips. On your commute home, you can one, listen to a calming podcast or playlist. You can read or listen to an audiobook. So if you're on the train, you can read a book. If you're driving, listen to an audiobook. Three, if you want to talk about it, call a close friend or family member and vent about it. If you want advice, 
from that person, ask for it. Or you can tell them, hey, I just need to vent. Can you just listen? I don't need any advice. I just need to like get this out of my system. Number four, if your commute allows you, watch your favorite show or movie. So I take the train to work. So if you also do that, make sure you have your favorite Netflix show or Hulu show all downloaded on your device and watch it on your way home to to de-stress. When feeling nervous or anxious, people usually isolate themselves. Holding in those anxious feelings though can take a toll on your body. When I am trapped in this strong emotion, these are some coping behaviors that I use. One, I speak to my therapist or a close friend or family member. So when I'm feeling nervous or anxious about something, talk to someone. I then also read a self-development book. I'm currently in Atomic Hobbits right now. And that book by James Clear, Atomic Habits, is literally amazing. So highly recommend. Number three, I again move my body in some way. So again, when I'm feeling anxious, take the walk, take the bike ride, go work out. Four, I try to meditate. So keyword is trying. I'm still working on it, work in progress. And I use my Fit On app. Highly recommend. I put in the show notes of the last episode. Take five to 10 minutes if you are on the train, on your way home and try to meditate. Or when you're home, take five to 10 minutes and try to meditate using the Fit On app. Or even Headspace is a good one too. And those are guided meditations. If I'm feeling anxious or nervous, I play a happy playlist and I sing along. So if you're on your way home too, just play a rockin' playlist, sing to the top of your lungs, and it's going to instantly put you in a good mood. The next step you can do if you're feeling nervous or anxious is use your creative outlet. Mine is writing. So you can color, you can play an instrument, sing, dance, paint, create content, etc. If you're feeling anxious or nervous, use your creative outlet. When I'm feeling nervous or anxious, I like to write a blog about it. Here we are. Some days my anxiety puts me in an alternate state of reality, but I can make a choice. It's all about your inner dialogue. As stated before, your thoughts create your emotions. Practice words of affirmation. You can say, this is what I do. I am strong. I can handle anything. I know what I'm doing. I have a great work ethic. I'm a supportive person. I'm in control of my perspective. So whenever I'm feeling low that day, I write these in my journal or I say them out loud or maybe I even say them in my head to myself. I am strong. I can handle anything. I know what I'm doing. I have a great work ethic. I'm a supportive person. I'm in control of my perspective. When you're feeling sad, let it out. Cry. I cannot tell you how important this is. It's not weak to cry. It's your body releasing that pain. Let it. Put on a sad music playlist. A lot of people do this and surrender to the sadness. You will feel better. Trust me. Now, after you've cried it out, here's some of the next steps. Think about why were you upset? What lesson are you learning? If a person made you cry, do they add more positivity to your life or negativity to your life? Remember things happen For you, not to you. Sometimes you need to have faith in the universe that things will be better. Talk to someone. Have a conversation with the person who upset you. And look for a new opportunity that can come out of this. Every day you wake up, it's a blessing. I know some days are going to be terrible and they're going to tear apart your soul. And you'll think, how will I ever get through this? Out of the anger, out of the anxiety, out of the sadness... Just know you will get through it. You need to keep moving forward. Move through that emotion. Do not have them control your life. I personally live through that. That if I'm just going to hold on to my emotions, it does more harm than good. I have lost people because of it. People that meant a lot to me. You have a choice. Even when it feels like nothing matters, keep the faith. Forgive people, share yourself, make connections, and work hard. The universe sees you. Your own feelings, okay? Own your feelings. Own your thoughts. You control both. No one has the right to any of it, to any of you, without your permission. Carlos Wallace
I hope you guys enjoyed that blog from medium.com. Again, all my blogs are on medium.com and the link is in my bio on Instagram. So that is the title of this episode. Work through your emotions. Don't wallow in them. This is so important because it has controlled my life. And I'm sure it's controlled many of yours too. Well, we have a thought. The thought leads to an emotion. The emotion leads to an action. And that has taken over my week this week. And that's why I wanted to have the episode be surrounding that. My emotions have controlled so many different aspects of my decisions in my life. I am a very passionate person. I take pride in that. I love caring about what I'm talking about, caring about what I'm feeling, caring about the people around me. And the passion on the positive side is so uplifting and it inspires other people. I inspire myself and I make an impact because of my passion. On the opposite end though, my emotions have taken such control negatively over my life. And I always wondered, you know, people who are super calm and you're always just like, why are you so calm? How could you be calm in this situation? How come you're not doing anything? And what I've realized is those calm people are wise beyond their years. They're definitely wise beyond their years. And what I mean by their wise beyond their years, sorry, I had to close my window, <laughs> is they knew how to pick their battles. Not everyone deserves your energy, my friends. You need to pick your battles. That's like one of the biggest things I've ever learned is you need to pick your battles with your friends, your family members, and in your relationship. That's a heavy one for relationships. That not everything needs a reaction. Not everything needs an emotion. And that aspect is what I worked on a lot and still work through a lot with my therapist. Because how my sessions usually go is we say, hey, how you doing? How's it going? Because I meet with her every two weeks. And then I start telling her about my events in the past two weeks. And I start off calm. And all of a sudden, I'm like, and then this happened. And this person says this. And then this happened. I'm so stressed. No one cares. And I go on this like spiral. And I use anger a lot of the time. Anger is my go-to. Anger is my safety. Because anger gives me power. So if I'm angry about something, people are like, oh no, Allie's angry. I need to do something about it. And that's not healthy. And I used to think that was a power move. Like, show your anger. Don't let nobody mess with you. Where at the end of the day, if you're calm and you don't let people get in your head, you're actually superior. And working through your emotions and not holding them in or lashing out at people, that's the habit that I want to start creating. That's why I love um, reading Atomic Habits by James Clear. Because this week was a doozy. This week, I was super stressed. This week, I was tired, feeling very fatigued, overwhelmed, angry, feeling like I'm not enough. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what I'm doing. And it took a toll on my higher self and my higher frequency. And I was, I kept thinking that people are out to get me and that what else is the universe going to add to my plate sort of deal. And on my way home, I usually call my boyfriend and we, you know, have a little conversation. How you doing? How's your day? Checking in. But on my way home, I think it was Wednesday, I want to say. On my way home on the train, I was on the verge of tears. I was on the verge of tears because... I feel like sometimes at work, I don't know what I'm doing and I feel super stressed and I'm not the teacher that these kids deserve this year because from my past teaching, like obviously I wasn't teaching in a pandemic. So I felt a lot more confident in my teaching and teaching in this pandemic and this craziness has definitely taken a toll on my teacher confidence. And I'm also working on my 10-year binder and it's overwhelming because I'm just not in the mindset to talk about how great I am because I feel like I'm not like that kind of roller coaster. And 
even starting Arbonne, you know, it's, I'm getting out of my comfort zone and it's kind of scary. So I feel like, you know, thinking that voice in your head, like, what am I doing? I'm not an independent consultant. I've never done this. I should stick to teaching all of those stories that we're telling ourselves. And I just was on the train, like on the verge of tears. And I was like, you know what, Allie, you just need to let it out. You'll feel better if you let it out. Don't hold it. Don't hold it inside because the the sadness is going to turn to anger. So I got in the car and I started driving home from the train station. I played Earn Your Happy by Lori Harder to kind of boost up my mood. And I just cried. I let it out. I I wouldn't say I'm hysterically crying in my car, but it's like, you know, the slow tears just coming down your cheeks like that. So like the silent tears just rolling down. And just releasing that pent up energy of the work week so far. And then I let out the tears. And then when they were done, I just continued listening to Lori Harder's Earn Your Happy. And the episode that she was having was just so uplifting and so supporting being and saying everything's going to be okay. And you, you know what you're doing. You're in, you're in the spot that you're supposed to be. And by the time I got home, it's about a 20 minute drive. By the time I got home, I felt so much better and ready to do any work that I needed to do when I got home. And sometimes you got to take that moment for yourself. Sometimes you need to take that moment for yourself to release that emotion. So that way you can be more of service to the work you need to get done or the people you're hanging out with. So taking that moment instead of calling my boyfriend for the 20 minutes, I took that time to release the emotion, the heavy emotion I've been feeling all week because it's been a lot. The whole year has been a lot. And on the train ride home, it was just very in my head, a lot of stories going on in my head, a lot of anxiety, and I just needed to let it out. I just needed to let it out. And then I, after letting it out in the car and then just listening to a really good podcast, I felt better. I didn't feel like, oh, I can take on the world now, but I definitely just felt like, okay, I let it out. Now I can, I work through the emotion and now I can move on to the next step. And I was feeling even frustrated on Monday when I was talking to my therapist because we, that's when I meet with her on Mondays and someone made me angry, but not, I wouldn't say made me angry, but the situation at hand, I was very angry about and I couldn't do anything about it. And she told me to journal and write an angry letter get out all the anger and feelings and frustrations about that person and then never obviously never show it to them and then throw it out or rip it up that's another way i release my emotion this week is right after that therapy session i took out my journal and i put dear so-and-so and i wrote out everything they made me feel this week and how the situation's making me angry and how i would like it to change and that way i got out all the anger so then i can actually have a basically a good conversation or a productive, there it is, a productive conversation with the person who upset me. Because if someone upsets you and you're still in that emotion, you're going to go off the handle, you're going to scream, yell, and make it a non-productive conversation. But if you write the angry letter, okay, and then you get out that initial anger and that lashing out emotion, then you can have the conversation with them and be like, hey, when this happened, I felt this way. What you said made me feel this way, things like that. So at least you can get a solution out of the conversation instead of yelling and screaming. And I always thought yelling and screaming was like a good way to have a conversation when you're angry because you're showing that person how angry you are. But I've learned that people shut down when you start yelling at them because people have told me, I can't even talk to you when you're like this. And then that makes me even more angry. So this week when I was feeling upset, I literally cried in my car on the way home and then listened to a really good podcast to kind of balance it out and, you know, reshape and rebalance my mind. And then when I was angry with a person of a situation, I wrote it out and I journaled it. Those types of things help. When you keep everything inside, you're going to explode. You're like a volcano. Let's be honest, right? And 
if you keep all that anger or all that sadness inside, one day you're just going to blow up. You're going to blow up. You're going to lash out on someone. You're going to lash out at a situation. You're going to make the situation worse with lashing out. And you need to start learning how, and I'm still in, in the progress of it, but what I've been learning and what can help you as well is how to work through that emotion. So if you need to talk about a situation, it is a more productive conversation. Or you can kind of erase the stories that you're telling in your head with imposter syndrome and anxiety saying you're not good enough. If you work through that emotion, then you can realize who you are again. And again, this week was just such a tough week and and just crying in my car just got that kind of sadness out of me. And sometimes you have to do that. And me personally, I don't like crying in front of people. I do like crying in isolation because and then I just, you know, and then we move on. The thing is and the importance of this is you need to first acknowledge the emotion. Don't pretend you don't have a soul. Okay, let's get, let's, let's be mature here. You have emotions. You're a human being. You're not a robot. Acknowledge your emotion. That's step one. Don't ignore it. Acknowledge your emotion. And then think about how can I work through this emotion? What can make me feel better? And sometimes crying is going to help. Sometimes writing an angry letter is going to help. Sometimes going to the gym and basically punching a punching bag and imagining that it's the situation with person can really just get all that anger out. You need to start realizing what coping mechanisms you can use to help you work through the emotions. So again, things that have helped me is crying it out. Listen to that sad playlist. And sometimes you yeah, just get a good 10 minute cry out and then you're golden for the next step. When you are feeling low about yourself, listen to an inspiring podcast. There are so many amazing podcasts out there, everyone. Listen to it. Or get a good self-help book or self-development book, and then you start to realize your potential again and who you are again and your higher self again. Sometimes you just really need to go to the gym, move your body in some way and really crank out that stress, crank out that anxiety, crank out that frustration, and you feel a lot better. Because emotions are an energy. Emotions are a frequency. In order to release them out of your body, you need to do something about it. You need to release it in some way. Another great way is to talk to someone. Like I talk to my therapist every two weeks. Or you can talk to a close family member. You can talk to a close friend. Venting is not a bad thing. There's this weird stigma that's been happening that like venting to someone is considered like you're gossiping and, and it's unhealthy and all these things. But venting is actually a very good strategy just to like get it out of your chest. You know what? After you vent, you're like, oh, thanks. I just had to get that off my chest. That's really you releasing the emotion out of your body. When you need to go vent, you need to call someone and be like, hey, I just want to vent. Or you say, hey, I'm going to vent right now, but can you also give me advice? So that way that family member or friend knows, okay, what should I be listening for? Should I be listening for to come up with advice? Or should I just let them go off and just be like, yes, that's right. Exactly. That was wrong. You know, kind of like that hyping up. Yes. Like kind of like validation. I think people vent for two reasons. One, they want advice. Two, they want validation. That's a huge thing. So when you just need to vent and you don't want advice, you are seeking validation in your feelings. So the person listening, just validate. If someone wants to vent, just validate their feelings. Be like, you know what? Actually, yeah, you should be upset about that. That was wrong of them to do. It's okay to feel sad about that. It's okay to feel angry. Give them the validation. If someone's coming to vent, guys, please don't be like, oh, you're making a, you're really making a big deal out of this. That's making it worse. So if someone is going to vent or you want to vent, make the intention clear. I want to vent for advice or I just need validation. And let people vent. I've never met someone who feels worse after venting. 
And it's not gossip. You just need to get that anger off your chest. So vent. It's totally okay. Totally okay to vent. And make sure it's really important in your inner circle to like have that person. Like establish to be like, hey, do you want to be vent buddies? Like if I need to just go off, can I call you? Just so you know like who you can call. I've done that. I have plenty of friends where we're like, we're the vent buddies. You know, some some people are like a relationship vent buddy. Some people are the work vent buddy, right? You have different <laughs> different venting buddies to call to. Set that up. I have that. It actually works wonders. And so then I can vent and then my friend vents back and then we feel better. It's okay. Talk it out. You need to talk out your feelings. You also need to then, if it's a serious issue, you need to confront the person who's making you feel that way. The five by five rule is, if it's not going to matter in five years, don't spend five minutes worrying about it. But if it is going to affect you in five years and or really makes you upset, you need to talk to them. Before you talk to them, they'll release the emotion. Go for a walk. Go write it out. Listen to a podcast. Listen to music. Cry it out. Do what you need to do so that way when you do talk to that person, you can have a productive conversation. Right? Vent to a friend or a family member and then go to that person and be like, hey, I need to talk to you about something. Don't keep your emotions inside. Do not hold grudges. If someone makes you upset, you need to talk to them about it. And if nothing changes, it's time for that person to go. Because apologies without change is manipulation. If they just say, oh, I'm sorry, oh, I'm sorry, oh, I'm sorry, and then don't change whatever is happening, then they're not meaning their apology. If that person keeps bringing negativity in your life after many conversations, it's time to peace out. It's time to go. We don't have time for that. When you confront a person and you have a productive conversation, then from that conversation, we move on. Because a lot of the times when people mess up, you're like, oh, you messed up this. And then remember three months ago, you did that. And two months ago, you did this. And four months ago, you did that. Like you're keeping a tally of their mistakes. How is that productive as well? So here's the important part too, which I've learned as well, especially in relationships. Once you address the problem and you talk about it and you found a solution, we move on and we don't bring it up again. Don't use it as ammo for another thing. That's also not productive. Release the emotion, find the solution, and we need to move forward. And if it keeps happening, then you need to make the decision. Does this person add to my life or take away from my life? If they add to your life, keep them in it. If they are a constant, constant negative spiral, causing drama for no reason, making you feel all these emotions, it's time to go. With work, okay? I know work can be so frustrating. Tell me, I am in it right now, the frustration of work, because everyone's occupations have changed in one way, shape, or form because of this pandemic. I, I hear you, and I'm with you. You need to remember to leave work at work. And I know for teachers, that's especially hard because we bring a lot of work home with us, but you have to start doing it. Because I realized if I had a bad day at work, I'd be mean to my boyfriend, I'd be mean to my parents because I was so frustrated with work. And you can't do that. They didn't do anything. It's not their fault that work, you know, annoyed you that day. You can vent to them about work, but don't be nasty to them about work because you're in a bad mood. That's not their fault. And that's something I'm still working on is if you're at work and work gives you an emotion and you're upset or you're annoyed or you're frustrated about something at work, try the work amnesia. As soon as you leave that building, boop, forget about the day. Forget about the stress and frustration of the day. Don't bring it into the next day at work either because every day is a new day, especially with teaching. Every day is a new day. I tell my kids that. I'm like, every day is a new day. We had a bad day yesterday. Now we're gonna, let's try and have a better day. 
because that's how you get through it. If you had a bad day at work and then the whole rest of the week, you're like just done with everything, you're not going to have a very productive week. And I learned that this week. This week, the whole week, I was like, I just, is just, this ain't it. This ain't it, sis. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do any of it. I didn't. And the whole week was a terrible week. Like every day was a terrible day because I made that choice. I did it and I'll take full accountability of it. I kept that emotion in me. I kept that frustration in me. I didn't say, oh, tomorrow's a new day. No, no. I was like, oh, I'm back here. Woo. Because I kept that emotion in me. And so the whole week, meh. There's some good moments, but most of the week, meh. Not good. If I maybe made a decision earlier in the week and been like, hey, you know what? Yesterday was rough, but let's set some intentions for today and made a choice to try and be more positive. Could have been a different week. Definitely could have. But I decided to keep that negative emotion inside me of stress and frustration. And we all have that choice. Release it. Work amnesia. The minute I leave that school building and I walk to the train and I'm on that train, work amnesia. Forget about the day. The train is for reading and kind of, you know, de-stressing after work. And then you're home and it's time for home. Separate your mind. Everyone who has a commute, separate your mind. If you're on the train, you can read, watch a show, listen to a podcast. If you're driving, you can listen to an audiobook. You can listen to a podcast, have a great playlist going. Leave work at work. I'm begging you. Leave work at work. I do not have children yet. I am 26, but I want to make it a goal of mine to not bring work stress home and be there for my children. Because yes, I'm with everyone else's children all day. Don't bring that stress to your own children. I don't want to do that. And I know it's easier said than done, but I really want to work towards it. And that's why I'm learning now how to release my emotions in different ways. So that way I don't take out my emotions on my future children when I get home from work. Because that's just not the life that I want to live. Leave work at work. If a person in your inner circle is giving you issues, you got to talk to them about it and, and move forward from there. If you're having issues in your relationship, you got to talk about it. Your relationship will not grow if you do not talk about serious issues. Your relationship will stay stagnant if you do not talk about issues and learn and grow from those issues. Same thing with your friendships and family members, your relationships with your family members. You need to talk about things to move forward. If you don't talk about things and move forward with your emotions, Resentment is going to build. Resentment will build with your friends. Resentment will build with your family members. Resentment will build in your relationship. And then all of a sudden, you're in a very bad situation. And then you don't talk to your family members for 10 years. Then you lose a friend. Then you can lose a relationship that had potential. All those relationships had potential to be such a positive light, but you didn't give it a chance to grow because you held grudges. If you're done with someone, then leave. Don't keep this cat and mouse game and hold a grudge and be like, oh, I'm not going to talk to you for the whole day. Silent treatment. What does that do? What does that do? Hmm? I don't, I've, I've never had an experience where the silent treatment made the situation better. Work through your emotions. Do not let your emotions control you. When you're feeling some type of way, find a coping mechanism that's going to help you work through it. And then you have to have the productive conversation, either within yourself, your own internal dialogue, or to have the discussion with that person. If it's a situation or an environment that's giving you stress, you may need to find a new environment. Okay. If you constantly go into work every single day and you hate your life every single day, you may need to reflect on some things. Doesn't mean get a whole new career. You may need to just get a whole new office. That could just, that could be the fix. doesn't have to be, oh, I'm going to leave my entire career behind and do something completely new. It might just be the work environment of that office, of that school. 
right wherever you're working of that store you may just need to go to another location or sometimes it may be even bigger sometimes if work has given you all those emotions all the time it may be time to find a new job but that's something you need to figure out on your own you need to take a step back make a pro con list because our life can have so much potential if we let it. But if we hold on to these negative emotions, we're not letting our life have the full potential that it needs. So we have to start evaluating the people that we talk to. We have to start evaluating our environments. We have to start evaluating how we speak to ourselves. All of those situations are how you're gonna work through emotions. Find your coping mechanism to do such a thing. I'm telling you right now that if you hold on to a negative emotion, if you hold on to a grudge, you will explode. I've done it multiple times and I've lost friends because of it. I've lost relationships or potential relationships, if you will, because of it. And I've made decisions that can't be undone because of lashing out. Because I held in my emotions, I tried to be the tough guy. Instead of talking it out, it's not healthy. So if you know that releasing your emotion is you going for a run, if you know releasing your emotion is going to work out, if you know releasing an emotion is you singing to the top of your lungs to a great song, if you know that releasing your emotion is to listen maybe to a sad song and cry it out, maybe you know that your um, way you can release an emotion is literally just like, in your car to scream and let it out and then you feel better maybe sometimes you just gotta scream and then you let out that emotion and then you can move forward if you know you need to you know really write out your emotions in a journal do it if maybe drawing out your emotion if you're an illustrator do it don't let the emotions control your life work through them find a way to work through them Whichever way you figure it out, I've given you some of my examples, but your life will be so much more productive and you will live so much more full if you express your emotions in a healthy way. Here's that thing too, in a healthy way. Because once you have that conversation with someone that made you upset, you can work towards a solution. Work amnesia, because work is going to be stressful. It's not going to be rainbows and ponies every day. But if you do that work amnesia and you just leave work at work and you come home and you relax and recharge to take on work the next day, that can help you. Life is so much more than our emotions. Your relationships have so much potential. Your work can have so much potential if you don't let those negative emotions control your perspective. Don't let your emotions control your reality, control the way you see this world. You have a choice. You have a choice in how you react in this world. You have a choice in your emotions. I remember always wondering how people stayed so calm and why would they want to stay so calm? But then I realized they get it. Don't let people bother you. Don't let people get under your skin. Ignore. You ever, hear, you ever tell people, oh, just ignore them? Yeah, just ignore them. But if you maybe can't do that for a situation and you are feeling a very strong emotion, work through it. Don't hold that emotion for days. There's some people that are like, oh, yeah, I haven't talked to them in like a week. Why? What is that doing? What is that doing? Sometimes for work too, if you need to take a mental health day, take a mental health day. Your mental health is just as important as your physical health. Take a day, if you need it, to work through an emotion. You can't pour from an empty cup. You can't give to this world if you're holding in all these negative emotions. Think about it. Think about it. I have felt so much better after 
talking to someone, like I release my emotion, then I talk to that person of how they affected me. And it's, it's, it completely changed the game. I found so many more solutions in having productive conversations with people than holding in an emotion. That's the only way it's going to happen. So the next time you're feeling frustrated, you're feeling sad, you're feeling angry, you're feeling overwhelmed, you're feeling anxious, any of those negative emotions, realize that you are in control of them. Realize you need to find a coping mechanism to help you work through that emotion. After you've worked through that emotion, you need to have a productive conversation with whatever person or situation, maybe in the environment, make the change, change your situation, change the relationship, do something and find the solution. Don't hold on to these negative emotions. It brings down your frequency, brings down your potential, brings down your motivation. And who wants to live a life like that? So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope it was helpful. I had an interesting week this week. And those were just the different ways that helped me. I feel a lot better, honestly, after talking about it through this podcast. Again, see, I'm talking it out with you guys. And I honestly feel a lot better about what I was frustrated about this whole week. And I hope this rant that I've just went on, (laughs) productive rant though, is going to help you in some way, shape or form. And if you're feeling a certain type of way and you need help with maybe finding a coping mechanism, shoot me a DM. I'm more than happy to have a conversation with you and think about maybe different coping skills that can help you get through an emotion that I've maybe talked with my therapist already about. And she's helped me know how to get through a lot of my emotions. And maybe some of those tactics that she's helped me with, I can help you with. So I hope you guys have a wonderful week. I hope you set good intentions for this week and know you are in control of this week and how you perceive this week. So if you haven't already done so, please make sure you follow me on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can leave a review on Podchaser and you can also leave a review and rate on Apple Podcasts. It would mean the world to me. And I hope you guys have a wonderful, mindful Monday and I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye-bye. 